You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 408. I am Tim Robertson. And look over there, David Cohen with better audio. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, somewhat of a debacle last week, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty bad. I was listening. You know, I, I was looking forward to listening to the show because, you know, I'm not on it. And ooh, what's David going to talk about? And David and I, to be frank, have talked about kind of uh, refocusing tech fan to more of what it was intended to be when I started it, you know, a couple weeks ago. And bad audio. Yeah, bad. And, and so we wanted to refocus on technology. And then, of course, I couldn't do the show last week after we have this big discussion. And and uh, I've just been extremely busy at work. And so David does the solo show, and our technology failed us. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, not, I'm still unsure whether it was a technology or whether it was user error, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not giving you I, my opinion because I already know. Yeah, the, the, the microphone was on the table, um, and the kind of the manufacturer recommended that it be about kind of 12 inches away from my face which it was uh, and yet i had that terrible echo all around yeah me. it sounded like you were sitting way far away from the the mic well i i wasn't that far away but as i said it, it sounded echoey now i was in a meeting room with kind of glass behind me and so that probably didn't help but um yeah, it didn't sound good, and then I tried to do some processing to improve it, and I think I actually made it worse. So, <laughs> there you go. It was, but I kind of feel like a fool going, well, you know, here's a review of this microphone, because I'm using it right now, and I hope it gets sound better, and it doesn't. Yeah, the so, manufacturer's uh, like, no, that's not <laughs> so, the review. So, I think, um, I think I will need to perhaps get a stand for that little microphone so I can have it directly in front of my mouth. Yeah, uh, and then see if it's any better then. But I, I have to say, the directions did say you could use it the way I was using it, and it's meant to sound okay. And obviously those directions are bogus because it didn't. So um, you can take that as part of the review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the manual sucks. See, the advantage of the of the headset that I'm using now is obviously the microphone is literally half an inch from my mouth. Yeah. So you are going to get a close sound. Um, well, your S's were extremely sharp. It was almost unlistenable for me because I'm sensitive when it comes to stuff like hard S's. Yeah, well, um, I, that might have been the processing that I did to try and get rid of the echo or reduce the echo Yeah. Um, that, that did that. So, it could very I, well have been, yes. I've got to be honest. When it comes to compression and everything, I... I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of somebody who tried to, I, I'll fiddle with it so I think it sounds better than it did before, um, but I didn't listen to the whole track back like that, so, so I could well have done that. Well, and, and then, to be honest, um, I do minimal editing on my end because I've been doing it so long that I just already know what the setting should be. I can start to listen to see what happens as David records his end, and it never sounds even uh, uh, the hot recording from his mic locally that he sends me still doesn't sound as good as my audio, but that's because I've got a really nice microphone. Um, that's the only thing I could think of. My microphones, yep. tradition, and, and these are the same microphones I've been using for a very long time. I actually went um, and looked at a video, it's on my Facebook page, um, of a news article, a local news channel, uh, mm. or um CBS affiliate, I should say, came out and did an, uh, an article or a uh, video 
of Chad Perry and I. And this was very early in the MyMac podcast. I remember, fact, this when, was, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, this was the summer of 2005. And in that video is the same microphone I'm talking into right now. Uh-huh. So this yeah. is the same microphone I was using back in 2005. See, so, so yeah, back, back when I lived in my old house, I had my own dedicated room for all my stuff. And I could set up a fixed you know, microphone. It always sounded a lot better. Yes. But as I, as I said last week, I'm I'm always in a, like today. I'm in a completely different location at home than I normally had to record, just because it's Sunday and people are in the house, and so I'm in. The, and so I'm always using portable stuff. It's never going to sound as good. No. Um, but uh, and I've been doing audio editing for a very long time, so I kind yeah. of know what to home in on. And if I hear something, I'm pretty good at knowing exactly what settings and how to click, 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 and I'm done. So it takes me all of you know. And I'm not kidding here two minutes to edit an entire show uh yeah. we don't we also don't really take breaks and we gotta splice the audio together in multiple places you know yeah i've got one long audio file on my end one on yours although i will drop a little bit of uh the beginning of some music in this episode later you won't hear it i won't hear it as we're recording but it'll be there uh the listeners right. will hear it um yeah. so it happens sometimes we apologize to the listener um I swear to God, um, you know, it is totally David's fault. Um. <laughs> See, I thought, I did think, actually, I, I was within a hair of actually sending you the audio file and saying, look, I can't fix this. Can you do, is there anything you can do with it? But the whole point was I wanted to do the show. I knew you were busy, so I wanted to get the show done without you having to be involved. Apart from and, and what I should have done, I knew that there was something screwy from the moment I started listening because the intro music thing, was almost non-existent. You almost couldn't hear it. Yeah. So th- I cranked up the volume, and then you came in on talking, and I'd already had the volume set in my car because I was listening to an audio book, so I knew where the, you know, for a spoken word content, I was at a good volume. So the music came on, and I was going, this is what happened, I was going to turn it up, and I was like, yeah, he screwed that up, no biggie. And then your voice came on, and that was super low too, but even, it was louder than the intro, but way lower than it should be i don't know what i don't know what happened there but yeah it was really low and then so when you crank it up that's when the hard s's came through right so so that one i'm going to pin on apple because i normally use GarageBand 6.0.5 which was Uh the old version before they messed it up you remember they used to have podcasting supporting GarageBand and everything and then they changed it they basically when they did logic pro 10 they uh, redid GarageBand, so it was a cut-down version of Logic Pro 10, um, and they took all that stuff away. So I've been using GarageBand 6.0.5 forever because that's the program I know the best. Now, I've had to stop using it because Apple is saying, oh, well, it's this new bit, and it won't work on the next version of OS 10. So um, I, I don't have it on my Mac anymore because I know that it's going to stop working. I've figured out, I better figure out how to use the new version. Clearly, I don't know it that well yet because that audio volume stuff should not have happened the way it did right it's an easy fix all you had to do is turn on compression and crank it up and it would have fixed that problem right that's that's the first thing i do when i get your audio file and i drop it in i give it about three minutes i'll drop your audio file in and literally walk away from the computer come back three to five minutes later and at that point the mac has processed or GarageBand has processed your audio enough that I can see the waveform. So it's visual mm-hmm. editing. I can see when you start talking. 
and I can line it up a couple places farther down on the track just to make sure everything's go golden. <clears throat> the first thing I do is select your track, turn on compression, and crank it up about three quarters of the way. That usually takes care of it. But then you usually sound very tinny, and that's because of the quality of the microphone you're using. Uh -huh. So at that point, I'll actually go into EQ, which is turned on by default. I'll crank low up to about three quarters of the way, and I'll crank high, which is the treble, the S's, and I'll turn that down to about, if it's a 10, I turn that down to about a three, yeah. and I leave mids so right where are it you, is. Are you using and that's how, if you listen to a show, you know, say four episodes ago, we sound very similar, even though our audio qualities are, frankly, night and day. And that's because I've edited yours quickly just by turning on compression, boosting up your, your bass, and bringing down so the low, or you, the highs. Which, which version it. of GarageBand are you using for that, though? Because I can't find any of those. Did I lose you? I'm, I'm still here. I think we lost David uh, internet-wise. Well, that kind of sucks. I'm talking. Well, I'm going to hang up on him and wire and see if he calls me back. And here he is. Are you there, sir? I was talking. You Hello? couldn't hear me. I could not uh, hear you. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll make for an interesting uh, edit this yeah. time because I'm going to have to edit out you talking yeah. right there. Because I'm saying, well, I'm going through my whole thing, and no one's—you're not hearing me. So. I was listening to all of that. Anyways, so, yeah. oh, were you? Okay. So let's jump into uh, some feedback. We've got a, two feedbacks that were I found very interesting. Uh -huh. um, the first one, remember, a few weeks ago now, I was talking about Tecmo Bowl, yeah. and Tecmo Bowl is this very old video game that here in the U.S. was extremely popular. It was kind of the precursor to the whole John Madden craze of football. <clears throat> and I loved Tech Mobile. I played that to death. I mean, to me, when I think of a video game that's a football, it's Tech Mobile that I think of. It, it always will be. Yep. You know, the things you grow up with is the things you take with you the rest of your life for the most part. And so I was talking about how they had been updating this. And there's, there's the updated teams and the rosters, and they had a whole um, competition where they had the best Tecmo Bowl players every year get together, and they have basically, in essence, the Super Bowl. And I actually watched these online. I, I kind of became obsessed with it a whole weekend one, one day about a year and a half ago. And then I was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I still play it occasionally on my Mac uh -huh. uh, because this is emulated. Yeah. And so I don't even remember talking about this. Um, I don't know. How many weeks ago was it? Like three, four weeks oh, ago? Longer than that, I think. Anyway. Mm. Anyways, uh, Tecmo Bowl versus RBI Baseball. And it's on Twitter. It's Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI. Yep. Um, they actually replied to us and it says, I listened to this episode today. Tim is remembering the original Tecmo Bowl from 18, or 1989, but all the updates he was seeing are people expanding upon and updating the sequel, which is Super Tecmo Bowl from 1991. TSB has more teams, more plays, etc. than the original from 1989. Good to know because I was, after I got this, I went to uh, my retro pie and fired it yep. up. And sure enough, the ones that I've been playing is Super Tec Tecmo Bowl. Better, a little bit better graphics. It came out on the Super Nintendo, not the original Nintendo. Right. 
Um, and it is a better game. Uh-huh. But he's right. I remember playing the original. That's where I started playing anyways. But when I think back about playing it, I'm thinking of Super Tecmo Bowl, not the original Tecmo Bowl. The original was not as and, good. And I would, Super yeah, was much I better. I would say that's why you should never trust um, eyewitness reports in court. Because the human that's memory right. is a fragile thing. Oh, it is. No question. You, people think they remember something, and you'll have multiple people remembering the same wrong well, thing. Well, I think what happens is is you misremember something, but the more you misremember it, the more real it becomes. So then your yep. memory goes, well, that's the real thing, because I've misremembered this so many times. That's yeah, absolutely you know, right. You ever have that thing where, it's weird. where you kind of remember something from your childhood, and then you find it, and you you know it's, it'll be something like, when you remember it, you, you think, oh, it was green. It was definitely green. You can you can picture the vivid green it was, and then when you get it, you find it's orange, and you think, mm-hmm. "Where did the green come from?" Right, what the Has hell? somebody come to my house and changed um, it in my attic the last twenty years? Yeah, you just you just misremember. I mean, I keep going to look at yachts because I keep forgetting I didn't win the the lotto. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, oh crap! I can't afford it's, this. This is one point five million dollars. It's really embarrassing when you sign that Damn check it. and it bounces. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't get quite to there. I mean, I'm I'm in the finance office and I'm like, oh wait a minute. You know what? I forgot. I didn't win the lotto last time. <laughs> oh, I, this is embarrassing. I'm sorry. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta. And then the kids start crying. They were looking forward to the whole yacht scene yeah. and. Ugh, yeah. Well. You know, there's a service here in the U.S. I, I can't tell you what it was. I just came across it on something one day. It's a club, and it's a boating club. So if you're into boating, but, you know, you can't afford a nice boat, and I'm talking about anything from a little rowboat all the way up to, you know, a big party, 25 people type of boat, you could join this club for a certain amount of money every year, and they have these boats scattered throughout the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and I think it's in Europe as well. But you join this club, and you can reserve these boats. And you can go through classes. They'll teach you how to, you know, pilot the boat. They'll also provide for extra money if you need someone to pilot the boat for you. And I thought, so it's kind of like a timeshare, but it's for boats. And I thought, that's kind of a brilliant idea. I was surprised I had never heard of it. But then again, I'm not into boats or lakes or it's that's never been an appeal to me i know a lot of people are like oh my god lakefront property that would be my dream come true yeah it's not mine so yeah. i mean i like going to lakefront property i was at one last night but i don't know and it's very peaceful i love sitting there looking at the water the kids playing in the water that was fun last night but living on the lake if it was free sure i'll do it but i'm not going to pay extra to do that yeah so there's a service here in manchester a very annoying service um <laughs> where you can hire supercars for the day or by the hour if oh, you yes. want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what we often get is we get, if you go into the centre of Manchester on a fr- on the Saturday or a Sunday, you'll often find some idiot and his mates in a Lamborghini or a um, Ferrari it up. revving the hell out of it as they're stood in traffic in the middle of one of the main streets of Manchester. So recently... Yeah. You could think Top Gear for that. Yeah. Uh, in the in the rec- in recently, the police have started cracking down on this and basically arresting them for um, breach of the peace. Yeah, and I think arresting is a little strong. I think a no, they do they do arrest a, a them big because ticket. it turns out most of the guys who rent these things don't have the right license to drive them. 
Yeah. yeah? A lot of them ha- don't have... Um, they will they will basically be using provisional licenses because they're young guys who don't have a full license yet. There's been quite a lot of that. Um, and um, then they will often won't have proper insurance on the car either because they're effectively, they're renting it. When they're renting it, they're getting it from a guy who works at the rental place who's doing them a deal. Um, and if they can't put up the right insurance, they don't do it. Um, and uh, so they find they're not properly insured. Basically, the police obviously want the excuse to get these guys off the streets because they're a nuisance. There was one recently where the guy, they impounded the guy, the car, um, and uh, the uh, <laughs> the guy who turned up to pick the car up yeah, turned up in a, another supercar that he also wasn't licensed or insured on. So they impounded that one too. <laughs> wow. That would suck. But, you know, it is what it is. It's... Um, let's move on. We got another feedback. Steve uh, Stavinsky. 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 I always want to put I always want to yeah. put an N in his name. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Steve, you got to change that for me, please. Um, if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, just change your name. I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. What, what are we doing? What are we talking about? So Steve was... Uh, uh, go ahead and read yeah, this one. Yeah, Steve was um, coming back on your review of the Sony speaker that you did. You remember the... Yeah, which I've... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one that lights yeah. up. It sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to it a few times since then. I actually took it with us to Chicago, but it stayed in the bag. I never right, actually yeah. used it. Mm-hmm. In fact, do you remember the uh, the day we did that show? I saw it in the, in the store in the evening, <laughs> and yeah, I yeah. sent you a video of it with the lights going, going, wow, these yeah. really are insane. <laughs> so, they are, the, the, light, the lights are yeah. just annoying. So Steve says, hi guys, I was catching up on shows the other day and I heard the review of the Sony speaker. I am not an audiophile. I honestly can't tell the difference between MP3 or lossless or AIFF, but I loathe the state of sound today. I managed... Oh, I agree with you there. I managed a shifting staff of oddball young people and I absolutely forbid them to walk around with their damned androids spouting tinny crap. (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, that is... And that, yeah. Yes, and that is what he means by that, for those who, who don't quite get that. It means they're walking around playing music on their phone, not on their headphones, on the built-in speakers. Yeah. They, that, I'm afraid, is an executable offense, people. I don't know if yeah, you know this. It's just people, it's just like, everyone has headphones, they're just too lazy to use them. <laughs> so. Well, there's also a certain thing when you're you're at work and someone's got even one of the earbuds in, you're like, and you're talking to him. You're like, can you take that stupid yeah. thing out of your ear when we're talking, please? So here's the thing: don't listen to music when you're at work, and none of these things are a problem. <laughs> yeah, I wish we didn't have to listen to music. Over. Yeah, you like the uh, the canned music that comes out of the comes out the heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to finish Steve's comment, he says, anyway, I do trust Tim's reviews of audio devices, so I took a chance on the SRXB22, and there's bad news and possibly good news for you. The bad news is that the 22 has the infernal lights as well, but when I paired it to my phone, it offered me an app. The good news is that you can then turn the lights off in the settings in the app, at least on the 22. Might be worth giving... You know, keep talking. I'm going to grab okay. this one over here. I'm it's worth giving it a try with the 32. Good luck. And hey, I just realized that I miss wiki trolling. Thanks, guys. Steve Stavisky. Oh, well, to to put a good spit on that, wiki trolling oh, is yes. back. New and improved. Turning on the speaker right now. All right, speaker. Yeah, thank you. Speaker's on. Um, let me uh, select it in Bluetooth. It should have done so automatically, but you never know. Oh, let's see. Yep. 
SRX XB32 is connected. Uh, the lights are on. Let me see if I can uh, find some audio to play through here. And we're going to try to be nice guys and not play, you know, music you're not supposed to play. Not Let's see. Uh, yes, you're not supposed to play Kenny G. Let's see this one. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. All right, so this is the MyMac Podcast 764, post-Mac Stock 2019. So it sounds pretty good. Is it, is it, uh, now, it, it says here on the page for this on Sony's site that there is a, a Music Center app. So maybe that would let you turn yes. the lights off. Fiestable. Uh, Fiestable, let's see, custom color. Yeah, that, that works. Um, reset. Uh, I don't see where I can turn it off. Party flash. I don't want party flash. I want a custom color. Yeah, see, this lets me change the colors, no problem. But I don't see... And it has motion control. Now, the, now the one that, I'm, that I've been linked to from the Sony page is called Sony Music Center Song Pal. That's a different app. I've got that too. Yeah. Sony. S-O-N. Sony. I don't, maybe I don't have that because I just typed in Sony. I don't have that app. So... Uh, let me go to the app store on my phone. Compelling podcasting, okay. I know. Well, of app course, store. this is the problem with third-party apps from um, big companies is that it, this infuriates every product that comes out has a different app. What's it called? Music, Music Center Cent Song Pal. Sony Music Center. Yeah. I don't see it's Song a, Well, Pal. maybe it's because I'm on the uh, on the uh, European store. Oh, see, I have downloaded this before because it's giving me the whole download from the cloud again. So it's it's bouncing to Gaz and Guy's voice right now, see? Now, we're actually, you know, we're going to go into all of that. No, you're not. Not, not today, Guy. You're not going into anything right now. So I just opened the app. And I shouldn't have to do anything. Oh, yes, I read all the stuff, and I agree to name my next child after you. Agree, allow, do this. Do you want to send notifications? It's Hell Sony. no. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. So, settings. Okay. It sees my speaker. SRS XB32. So, if I go into settings, illumination, lighting mode, lights off. Does it work? No, they're still lit up. Let me click done. <gasps> yes. The moment you click done, the lights go off. Steve is a he genius. Is. He wins the no prize this week. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. I I'm not going to be able to tell this damn thing's left on. So you want one light? No, I don't want you to pairing. I want you to turn off, you stupid thing. Yeah, it turned right. off. Good. All right. Yay! Steve saves the day. Steve, Steve's, we love Steve you. Steve saves your eyesight more light. That's, oh, my God. So this is an even better speaker now, because my only complaint, quite honestly... Was the stupid yeah. LED lights? So as a reward, so Steve, now, we can do wiki now, trolling this yeah. week. That's right. Yeah, that was dependent upon yeah. you know your fix working. Um, yeah, awesome. It, it literally was the only thing that was bothering me about this speaker system. I like I like the feel of it. It's got this kind of a rubbery feel, but because of the color, I could tell if your hands are dirty. In fact, I can already see kind of smudges yeah. on it. You know, that's it's not going to hold up. But you know what? A good pair of speakers don't have to look great. Yeah. They just have to sound great. That's right. So I'm going to set that out of the way. Um, 
that's awesome. I'm, Might have to go back and adjust my uh, review and say this is better than I thought because one of the two apps actually because the one app will let me change the colors and the motion of my phone to make the lights flash to the motion and all that kind of stupid crap. Um, but I really I wanted this other one. But, that you but why found. have two apps? Uh, well, the one app. You remember the one that the Bluetooth speakers that I got well over a year yeah. ago that I thought it was a like a tabletop mm-hmm. and it turned out it's like two and a half foot yeah. tall. Um, that is a giant party speaker and it has all those bleaking lights and all that stuff. I should see if this app will turn the lights off on mm-hmm. that too. Um, it's really for that speaker. Yeah, but why not but have one it app? automatically saw this one. Isn't it easier well, I, yeah, to I have know. one app up and update it for all your speakers rather than issue another well, app? Well, I didn't know if this was the app for it or not because when I first started testing the speaker, the lights were bugging me, and I remember the other one. So I launched that app, and it saw the phone or it saw the speaker, and I could control the lights. Yeah. So I figured that well, that's kind of smart because okay, I got this one app that could control, control all the LED lights and all the different Sony speakers I may or may not have, and I've got two. Yeah. And but Tim, Tim, I'm sorry, you're a, a long term, long time Sony user. You should know yeah. that they would have multiple yeah. things, proprietary things, different memory cards, you know, different mm-hmm. audio formats. Everything is always different with Sony, and it does change from model to model because that's just how they roll. It always is, has been, yes. So you said you wanted to uh, follow up on, or no, we already did that. Uh, you want to talk about how computers are faster, but software isn't. Yeah, I... I, I I had it. I had. I had. I. I saw that, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute. I don't quite understand what he means here." Okay. So, I mean, software is only as fast as however fast I type or however fast I'm exporting something. I mean, fast as in how? Well, a good example, I suppose, is the web. We now have more bandwidth, more processing power on our mm-hmm. computers, GPUs, yeah, DSL, FIOS, fiber, whatever. Yeah, and yet the web is slower than it's ever been. When you go onto a website, it takes ages to load. You know, literally seconds to load. And the reason is, is because, of course, the more capability we've got in our computers and our networks, the more crap gets shoved into the internet, into the web, to make it slower. And I do, I, I do want to point out, though, that this is this kind of a, a problem is going to go right into perfectly our wiki yeah. trolling with the issues there. So. Okay. Take w- the starvation of Africa. Uh, <laughs> you saying it's a Same first thing. world problem? I, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> I'm just saying say, it's the same thing. Right. It's an issue. It's a it problem. It is an issue. Geldof is going to have to get uh, on this. Clearly, you don't think this is a big problem. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Uh, here's we, why it's we, not a big we, problem for me is because I use these these blockers that block you know, 90% of the crap right. that is slowing yeah, but you, down your that, connection hang on, on hang these on websites. Minute, right? You use things like GarageBand and Photoshop and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bearing in mind you have a computer sat in front of you that's probably, well, let's be conservative, probably 10 times faster than the original Mac you use Photoshop on, if not more. Uh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least, is Photoshop yeah. 10 times faster than it was when you used it back in the day? Or is it? Yes, at least. Because what happens is I remember back in the day, okay, I want to blur 
this corner of this image and I would select it and I would hit blur and then I would go get a cup of coffee while it's processing doing all that stuff. Now I hit blur and it's done before I even the menu disappears. It's already blurred. So is that the software so that's so fast so now? It, yes. Oh, so you're saying the, the effect is happening in real time where mm -hmm. you just have to render. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But go and save a file in Photoshop. You'll find that the 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 dialogues take ages to come up. They'll take a couple of seconds before they come up. Then a lot of that though, and I already know why that is. That's not a software issue though, David. That's a that's a hardware issue. And the hardware issue is at, because it's faster on a PC. The hardware issue is the Mac is the moment you say save or save as the first initial save after the after the first initial save you can do whatever you want hit save and boom it's it's extremely fast right the problem is the mac goes oh you want to save a file okay uh let me go back and check to see whatever hard drives are connected to it let me check the file sizes on those hard drives make sure you've got enough space let me check uh, and then i'll bring up the dialogue of where you want to save it to because and i know it's doing that because i can hear it accessing all three of the drives that are connected to my machine at any one time. That's what's happening on the Mac. Yeah, but all of those devices are hundreds of times, with the hard drives in particular, are hundreds of times faster than they were in your original Mac. Yeah? Yes. So it, it doesn't matter what the root cause is. The, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is we have all these incredibly powerful computers. You know, I saw a, a picture on the internet the other day of these guys, like from the 50s, manhandling a computer through the front door of this London right. office building, right? Yeah, it was literally, it was coming off the back of a truck, and there's like eight guys trying to lift it up the stairs to get it inside. And then some guy had gone and stood in pretty much the same place the picture had been taken, in front of the same building, and he held up a Raspberry Pi Zero over the front door. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he was yeah. he was contrasting the two things. But that's what we've got. We have these machines that are immensely more powerful than what we had before, and yet they work kind of as fast as they always have. And it's just like, where's all the power gone? Where is all the speed well, gone? These computers should be instantaneous. Everything should be instantaneous, and in a lot, lot of cases, they're not. Um, I would say in very few cases they're not. I wouldn't say in a lot. I, I would also say that it's doing so much more behind the scenes. I mean, yes, internet is faster. So, and we can see that we could, we can literally plug in a 56 K modem to you and you could visit three sites and I can visit 300 sites at the, in the same amount of time. And that's not her, that's, that's fact. So, but it's also the fact that it's not just downloading the graphics on all these websites or video and audio, all that stuff faster. It's also rendering it on your computer so much faster because it's not just that these graphics have to download the Mac or the PC or the Raspberry Pi or whatever has to then display those well, graphics in, on in the a modern screen. Web, and it's, it's yeah, like but that. In the modern web, it's not the graphics because if, that if that's the whole point, if the, if the web was just still like it used to be with the graphics and, and the text and all of that, it would, it would be very fast for these machines. But in fact, what these things are doing is downloading hundreds of megabytes of code and then, re and then running that code, which is why if you take a, um, say, a PowerBook G4 that back in the day used to run the internet just fine, and now you put it on the internet, it, it, barely, it barely works. And it's not, despite the fact that it's on a faster connection, and the reason for that is because the computer's being expected to do all this extra crap it never had to do before.
because now we 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 basically burn all that extra capacity by running loads of code to do cookies and adware and malware and bitcoin mining and um you know and yet it's still running at extremely fast you're right and and software is an issue i think it's all that extra crap that we're dealing with that if we got rid of so i don't think it's this fact that software is slower i think that we're we're asking our computers to do a lot more because of all that malicious crap that's on the internet that has to load every time you go i have a suspicion so i think you're actually complaining about well, I'm, I'm trying to use the internet thing as an example, um, but it, you know. Well, it, it's, it's it is so much fat. If I'm doing something locally, almost everything is pretty much instant. From uh, exporting a video uh, with a high render rate to applying a filter in Photoshop, it's almost instant. So let so let me. I mean, if I save it to my internal hard drive, for instance, it's so much faster than if I'm ex- if I'm pushing it out to a physical hard drive with 7800 RPM over um, USB 3. It's still a so lot slower let me than rephrase the, the internal one. Then. We've had all this increase in <clears throat> everything to do with computers over the last 20 years, yeah. and it has been squandered on either crap we don't want or people who can't be bothered to code efficiently. Yeah, I would right. agree with that. That's no question. That's, that's kind of my complaint is that it would be nice if when we got faster computers, you know, oh, it's it's kind of like getting a Ferrari, yeah, and find it will still only go as fast as the Honda Civic, yeah, because it's dragging all these weights behind it, behind it. And what? <laughs> well, I would suggest that it isn't any faster than that Honda Civic simply because we still have speed limit. Now you might be able to get up to the limit of the speed quicker. But you're still not going to drive faster and r- arrive at your destination any no, but it... time sooner because of the same problems with the internet. You're going to have stoplights and stop signs and traffic and uh, pedestrians crossing and an idiot driving too slow in front of you. It's exactly the same as the internet. We have all this crap that we've artificially put into place because, surprise, we don't want to pay for anything, David. We don't want to pay uh all these different websites a penny to access their account every or their page every time we want to go there we want it for free and the content creators have to get paid so they are pretty much forced at this point in time to use these sites that display ads and that's where the problem is because those things are very inefficient you're right so it's it's a it's more than just the software is slower it's that we as consumers don't want to pay extra for the convenience of going a lot faster. Well, yeah, I, I, I still maintain, I think modern software is hugely inefficient. It should be much faster. And I think the reason that it's not far... I see. I, I, I disagree with you. I think, it, I think it is a lot faster. I just think that you're complaining about two different no, things. Well, I'm complaining, I'm, well, right, I'm complaining about two different things. So forget the first complaint about the internet. I'm not complaining about software on a computer. It should be faster than yep. it is. It's doing stuff slowly. And I think the reason it does stuff slowly is because the people who write the software don't have to optimize anything anymore because they go, oh, the machine's fast enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah? So everything is well, actually but... slow. It should be. If you take... The, the Photoshop example is a very good one. There's, there is one portion of Photoshop where you talked about you used to have to wait for it to render, and now it does it in real time. That is a tangible right. speed improvement. But 
that tangible speed improvement should apply to the entire system, not just to that bit of rendering. And it doesn't. The way the software works, is no, it's no snappier. It's no, it doesn't. You know, right. you and I both know the difference between a fast, efficient piece of code and a, and a regular one when you're using it, because you can tell. You can tell when it's efficient and it's fast, and when it's not. And something like right. Photoshop just isn't. It should be really. And I'm picking on Photoshop. You could take any program. Microsoft Word is exactly the same. I use Microsoft Word on my PC at work, and I type stuff. And there are times when I'm typing. And I can see the the kind of the the, the Windows 10 equivalent the of delay. the of the waiting cursor is going up because it's doing something else in the yep. background. On on a program like Word, it should be super tight, super fast. Right, but see, I don't think the problem is the software that you're using. I think it's the underlying OS. I think both Mac OS and Windows are bloated, uh, inefficient, and need a rewrite from yeah, the ground I'd, I'd up. Agree. I mean, Windows has been updated a lot more often than the Mac. People are like, what? There's a new Mac OS every every year now. Eh, not really. It, they're updating it, yes. But there's been three versions of the Mac OS. Three. The original Mac OS, then the Mac OS that ran on PowerPC, and now the Mac OS that runs on Intel PCs. And this is still the same kernel. This is the same Mac OS ten that I saw being demonstrated for the very first time at Macworld Expo 2000. This is 1999. So, yeah, you are right that the core OSs are memory hogs that don't do enough efficiently to to take advantage of the speed of these computers and the hardware and the memory and the graphic cards and all of those things. You're absolutely right. But I think the software that most people think that we're talking about the stuff like Photoshop. I think a lot of the problems there is that it's waiting on the core OS to do things in the background that it calls out, Hey, I need to do this. It's handing over that function, which you actually want it to do because then it's a lot less crash prone and that sort of thing. You don't want every application to have its own built in finder or its ability to see how much memory a computer has or its own ability to, uh, you know, look at how much storage space because then it would be inefficient. But, you're right. It's the core OSs. It's not so much the separate applications. And there are some that are a dog. Don't get me wrong. There are some that are written poorly. But for the most part, and the big apps, they're way faster and way more efficient than the OS that they're running yeah. on. I'll, I'll, I'll take that uh, counterpoint. Um, I just wish uh, it was different. That's <clears> all. I wish we had really fast computers. I agree, 100%. We're going we're gonna to push a couple of your... Uh, discussions out because no we're no I, I, put, at, I put these uh, on the list as use them when we feel like using them not had to, had gotcha. to do them this perfect week. perfect because i did want to talk about our sponsor here for just a second owc um you know we got to see them in person a, a few people uh, i you know i knew everybody that was well there was one guy i didn't know but i knew the other people that were there from my time working at owc so i always love it when they show up because hey it's my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I get to talk to them. Um, it reminds me that there are real people at that company. That if someone is thinking about buying a product, I am personally going to always suggest OWC. Not because they give us money to um, sponsor the show, but because I know the people there and I know how much they actually do care about the consumer. 
They really, really do. It, it's quite amazing. But I found out something that I didn't want to bring up. Um, one of the things I did at OWC was OWC Radio, mm-hmm. right? I did that for why well, I started it. Well, they brought OWC Radio back. Cool. And I'm I'm happy about that because, you know, when you create something and it kind of goes away when you go away, it's kind of sad. Yeah. And if whatever you created was worth its salt, it should live beyond you. I mean, that's kind of why we have children, yep. right? Well, OWC Radio is back. Um, in fact, if you go to OWCRadio.com, you can listen to it. Now, um, uh, Serena Katina, Katiana, sorry, um, she's the new host. I actually interviewed her once or twice for the original, well, OWC Radio 2.0, way back in the day. So she has ties to the original OWC, and I think that's fantastic. Um, You just go to OWCRadio.com, and you will find a list of all the shows she's done. Um, It just really started up. She only started up back in May, so it's still a relatively new show. Um, And she's doing interviews, and that's kind of half of what I used to do at OWC Radio. It was interviews, but it was also me discussing whatever's going on in the tech world at the time uh, and really experimenting on what this whole podcasting thing is. So. I'm happy to see it, you know, continue. Uh, I'm going to subscribe myself and uh, listen to some of this really good content. Very good. So we want to thank OWC for sponsoring this episode of Tech cool. Fan. Although you can't, you can't listen to OWC Radio and not listen to Tech Fan anymore. I mean, Obviously. you you could do both, but you can't pick one no. over the other. No, there are there are rules. The police will come. There are rules. Yes, they will. We control them. <laughs> um, which is actually so yes we're going to talk about live aid live aid so the little the the beginning of the music you just heard um was kind of the precursor to live aid now it's kind of weird for me to play that in uh the middle of august but do they know it's christmas was kind of the precursor to what Live Aid became. Yeah, because that was that was what something called Band Aid, which was organised by the same people who organised Live Aid. It was yep, um, Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof and Midjur. Um, Bob Geldof was from the Boomtown Rats. Um, you know, kind of. Which was never a, a big band. No, not no, and it, even in the even in the Britain, it wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he was. Quite a well-known front front man for the Boomtown Rats. They were bigger in Britain than they were in the States, definitely. Um, well, I think they were also very popular with other musicians. Yes, that's that's certainly true. Um, and he moved in, yeah, he moved in the British music scene circles quite easily in the early 80s. Uh, and his partner on this project was Midjur, who was the lead singer of Ultravox. I don't know how big they were in... Um, I remember the seeing their albums in, yeah. in music stores and stuff. I if you played me a song, their most popular song, I might recognize it, but I wouldn't recognize who the artist was. So that kind of yeah. answers that question. Yeah. Anyway, they they were they were pretty big in in British music circles, and um, yeah, they they organized Band Aid, which was the and the hot the song. Who do they know? It's Christmas because there was a in the um, early eighties there was a big famine in Ethiopia, and um, they organized Band Aid, um, and the song itself, Do They Know It's Christmas, talks about. 
the Ethiopian famine um, by basically getting everybody in the music industry they could find to participate for free to do this charity single. And um, it was amazing. Yeah. I remember when this song came out in 84. It, to this day, if it's Christmas time, if it's the holiday time for us, I'm going to listen to that song at least once. Yeah. It's, it's an incredibly well-crafted pop song um, that also has a real heart to its message Real, yeah exactly and, it's and, got a meaning uh, yeah and also you know it has all these you know people who are now many of them are now f- um you know kind of famous vintage musicians if you like you know it's got uh bono from u2 well it, it, everyone sang a line didn't they that was the way yeah. the way they did it yep. so anyway the following year um geldof and, and midura decided to do a larger fundraising event and they organized live aid which was this world-spanning concert because remember after um do they it's no it's christmas then um the american uh, the uh, who, who organized the american one the american <sighs> charity single yeah we i are don't the remember world. we are the world i hated it i believe yeah. michael jackson was a big part of it i know he's yeah. saying on it but i think yeah it, he, his people were kind of pushing for it as well right okay so so there was an american equivalent and then which was terrible it was a horrible song it, it wasn't a great song yeah to be honest it certainly wasn't a classic that do they know it's christmas no. is um no. but they they basically they organized a, like a live multi-continent benefit concert um for ethiopia um and it was a very similar sort of concept it was let's get as many big artists as we can of the day yep. together to do a free concert um, and in you know there was one there was one in London and Wembley and then and then in Philadelphia they did one that kind of took over because of the time zone changes. I think um, as I remember, didn't Phil Collins attend both of them? I've got a feeling he did a set yes. in London. Got and then Concord, he flew to yeah yeah. And, and they flew, had a whole yeah they had a whole video thing during Live Aid of Phil Collins singing, and then they showed him getting on a jet. And yeah. wasn't it the uh, it was the Concorde? It was the Supersonic. yeah it was the Concorde. It was the only way you could do it. Yeah, and he flew, and he flew to the states and appeared. And they in the showed American him getting one. off the plane, and it was cool. It yeah. was neat. It was like, uh, wow, that's back when Phil Collins was still Phil Collins instead yeah. of the Disney show he is now. But also, as well, that was back in the eighties when we had supersonic transport, which, yeah. funnily enough, we don't have nowadays. So there you go. Well, that's, that's because the progress. underlying OS, David. It's not <laughs> the jets themselves that are slow. I should I should explain this to you. <laughs> it's it's not the jets. It's simply the fact that. You don't want to pay more. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the underlying climate change OS that slowed everything I, down. I told you. I told you. You didn't believe me. I told oh. you it's exactly the same problem. Live aid, what it was trying to... Yeah. And then, yeah. So you, you didn't know how me. to tie that together. I can't argue against go. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they organized this concert. And I think I, this, this was a... a groundbreaking i think when they did this this and it um, was 1985 which yeah. coincidentally is when the mac came out <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. I tied it together again very good i'm good um this you know this this famine in ethiopia really was awful it really was awful yeah. and um you know they they wanted to raise more funds than they'd raised with a single i think the according to wikipedia here they raised eight million pounds initially yeah, the problem... they, initially they were hoping for seventy thousand pounds on band-aid yeah. Um, and then they they brought in eight million, so they'd done very very well. But they recognised that eight million pounds was even in nineteen eighty five money was a drop in the ocean for what was required to yeah. actually do something, 
really make a difference for the famine. So they they came up with the idea of doing the charity concept. Uh, apparently, according to this, Boy George, uh, Boy George originally had the idea, um, and um, he was on Band Aid, and then they um, yeah they they put this concept together very very quickly, and it was huge. It it was. I remember spending the, all day long from early to late watching the whole thing live. Yep. And I let's not pretend that every every band was great cuz there was some really stinkers in there. I remember Well, they they, they got everybody who was prepared to participate. Yes. You know, it was it was sold on the uh, one of the clever things they did is Bob Geldof sold it to the artists on the thing is you the, you know, this is a one-off. We won't be you know, film we won't be filming it for posterity. We won't be endlessly repeating and exploiting and everything this is a one-off it's for charity come and perform your best right and you will raise a lot of money that was that was basically his idea now things happened afterwards many many years afterwards i would say they did eventually produce a dvd of it but the idea was that this would be a a one-time event to try and raise as much money as possible it was kind of like now the thing is, for Britain, we didn't really have telethons like you'd had in the States in the 70s and the 80s, right? So we'd never really seen anything like this before, where you would have an entertainment event where somebody would constantly be saying, give us your money. And at one point, I think, on live on BBC TV, <laughs> Bob Geldof, somebody said something yeah. about sending checks in. <laughs> and he basically went... You know, f the checks. Just pick up the phone and give us your effing money. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how passionate he was about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it we'd never seen anything like it. And I remember I only became aware of it about two, three weeks before it happened. Um, and I was I watched the same as you. I watched it. Sat, watched it all day on the Saturday. And I was just stunned because it was. I was too. It was colossal, just colossal. You know, and and some some real. I mean, I mean, everyone now remembers the uh, the Queen set that they did there, which kind of made Queen as a as a super band, I think. You know, Queen. Yeah. Yep. Queen, you know, Freddie Mercury and Queen. It, well, it, you got to remember they were having Queen had kind of run its course at exactly, that point. Exactly. Yeah. They were a has been at that point. They're like, yeah, Queen. Yeah. Now, if anybody who watched the movie Bohemian Rhapsody gets what happens, I mean, yeah. they come out and they crushed it. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the 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 people, and I mean, not only the people in the stadium. Freddie Mercury had the entire audience in the palm of his hand, literally from the first second he walked onto the stage. He was just phenomenal. Um, so yeah, not everybody was up to that standard that day. And there's a lot of you look through the list of acts who appeared, and there's there's a lot of acts who um, you kind of think, oh wow, remember them? <laughs> and then there's a few which goes, oh wow, never heard of them. Uh, you know, well, I'm, here's a part I didn't see this. You know, we were talking about the whole Phil Collins thing. Yeah. Uh, Phil Collins performed at both Wembley and JFK, traveling by helicopter uh, to London Airport, then Concord to New York, another helicopter to Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, as w- as well as both his sets at both venues, he also played drums for Eric Clapton and played with the re- reuniting surviving members of Led Zeppelin at JFK. <laughs> but here's the part that I. I didn't know about. On the Concord flight, Collins encountered actress and singer Cher, who was unaware of the concerts. How would Cher not be aware of what the frick was going on? Because this was everywhere. Ugh. Well, Cher. 
Ugh. So she was unaware of this. Yeah. Um, upon reaching the U.S., she attended the Philadelphia concert and could be seen performing as part of the concert's We Are the World finale. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss an opportunity to appear. And, of course, that that's one of the criticisms that Live Aid got was that, so they, that it was felt that some of the people who appeared did it purely for promotional value. Promotional. And as, you know the and, damn well they like, did. Well, you know what? To that I say, if you're raising money for starving people in Africa... Who cares? That's right. <laughs> who Here. the hell? Who go? Who cares? Oh, well, somebody might get some some non charity benefit out of this by uh, by participating. Who cares? People are dying. Who cares? It was um, it was an amazing event, and it really, ultimate... yeah, set the tone, didn't it, for kind of music's involvement in charity since then. We've had lots, yeah. and lots of these sorts of things. Maybe we have. Nowadays None we have been as successful. Yeah, even the even the Live Eight shows that um, that they organised, you know, many years later in a way to they were trying. Live Eight was about trying to uh, raise the profile of world poverty. Did not yeah. have the same impact as Live Aid. No, um, and a lot of that I think has to do with um, you know back in the eighties there was only so many outlets that you could enjoy on television. Yeah. I mean MTV was a big thing at that point, of course cable was here but even if you had every cable subscription there was no demand in in the mid 80s that was like 22 channels um and it wasn't any better in the uk or the rest of the the western world um so if it was getting coverage everybody knew about it except uh, obviously share um um it's it's too busy today there isn't you couldn't get the coverage today for an event like this that it would require to be successful, at least to the level that Live Aid was. But I think that when I look back at Live Aid, I, I think we need something like this in today's world, something that's positive. Because even within your own countries nowadays, you have massive divisiveness. Uh, you have a mean-spirited... Um, take on politics now where instead of just pointing to another country and going hey they're the bad guys we're the good guys let's all unite and stand against them it's hey you're a member of my society you live right next door but you're the bad guy because you don't agree with everything I, I believe in yeah um and and politicians are fostering that distrust and hatred and fear it's really fear um, to get themselves more political power and at the end of the day to make them and them, their friends richer. So something like this that feels good, whether it does anything positive or not, at, at the very least it did make people feel good. I wish we had something like this that would bring people together in a more of a peaceful, um, feel-good way. We don't, unfortunately. It, that, that thing doesn't exist that seems to bring people together. Um, but going back to Live Aid, there was some question afterwards of how effective was it? Because the famine in Ethiopia wasn't just about people starving to death. That actually was a pretty easy problem to fix. The problem that they couldn't fix was the corruption in the government that was taking all, of, well, not all, but a lot of this money and keeping it for themselves. These yeah. corrupt regimes that were fostering, you know, vast swaths of their own people they were they wanted them to die 
they had different religious views or different they didn't care it was yeah. all about them 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 so it's kind of the same problem that we have today yeah um at, at one point i know live aid the organizers tried to take all this food themselves and deliver it directly to the people and that didn't go well no because it's a hard thing to do um oh absolutely you know you can criticize um the non-government organizations like the red cross and oxfam and you know, um, Medicine Sans Frontiers and everything, saying that they're politicised and they're some of them are corrupt and all that sort of thing. But the one thing they do know how to do is actually work in these countries and deliver aid. Um, and you know that, with the problem with all of these things is that none of them are perfect. In a perfect society, live aid wouldn't be necessary. You know, there there should be enough resources in the world to feed everybody in the world wherever they live. But unfortunately, our, our our civilization is not organized like that. Um, no. There are always going to be imperfections. There's always going to be things you can criticize. I know that Live Aid was criticized by some people in the UK for not having any diversity in it. That it was, you know, it was all rock and roll dinosaurs, I, I think was a, a phrase that was used once. Um, it was here too. That was know, a big complaint yeah. that look at all these white artists doing this. But, There's but, very few people of color. And this is about Africa. Yeah, but that that's that's true, but that's a separate argument. The problem is you can't solve every problem with every single right. event. And and one thing I think Live Aid did and has continued to do ever since is it puts the needs of raising of, of giving aid to third world countries. It put it on the map in, in a yep. in a time before the internet and before Twitter and before. Um, you know, any of the things we do, you know, crowdfunding and, and just giving and all of these things we do nowadays for charitable giving. Yeah, and the time before that, it took something that was thousands of miles away from all of us and it put it right in our face and said, let's do something about this. And I and think that is its real legacy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the technical from a, a tech fan perspective, the technology that they used to, to host this event at the time was mammoth. Now, today, obviously, it would be a whole lot easier to sync some of this stuff up. For instance, uh, I think it was Mick Jagger and David Bowie wanted to do... No, was it them? I think it was them. Wanted to do a duet where one was in London, one was in Philadelphia, and they'd sing at the same time. Yeah. But they couldn't sync it up. That would be... I mean, you and I are, talk, yeah. are talking... I'm farther away from you than Philadelphia is yeah. by, you know, maybe 800 miles, right? Yeah. And yet... We're talking in real time. There's no problem in sync. Yeah. So those kind of technical problems, they, they're not problems anymore. So they could actually do a duet live on two different continents. No problem at all. They couldn't do that in the 80s. No. And, and that, they and, really did try. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the, the coordination and the, um, the, the technical arrangements to actually get this to work. I mean, as I said, even the thing about Phil Collins being in... Two yeah. places on the same day is something we 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 couldn't do today, um, and uh, to be able to the, the the television audience for this thing was huge. Oh, it's I mean, and it was unprecedented yeah. uh, in terms of um, tele, you know, worldwide television broadcasts at the time. Um, yeah, and, so, and this was truly worldwide. They people all over the world watched this concert. Yeah. It was amazing. It it, it was a feel good event that. As I said earlier, I wish we had more of. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to see more of is feedback from our listeners. So if you uh, want to feedback or send us feedback, it's super simple to do. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. 
We love to get your opinion on anything that we've talked about or maybe things that, hey, you guys never talk about this. How about this? Yeah. We love to hear from you. If you have a wiki trolling suggestion, please send that. Of course, Live Aid was our wiki trolling selection this week. If you didn't know that. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we actually said that. I don't, this I'm is not sure we did know. But... Yeah. So that was our wiki trolling. Uh, we've got a few out there, but we'd love to have more. Uh, so send us your suggestions for wiki trolling. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, you can always find us on the Facebook. Just look for Techfan Podcast. David will never see it there, but I will. <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter, which, by the way, I think is even more evil than uh, Facebook. Uh, it's twitter.com slash techfanpodcast. Yeah. Um, now, one last thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, Live Ed had one and a half billion people watching it. Now, I know our audience isn't quite that large, but I'd still expect a few of you to uh, get in touch. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be focused more on the tech and stuff like that, less complaining about what's going on in the news, and uh, try to be a little bit more positive on TechFan. And uh, it helps us if you guys send us feedback to do just that. I'll see you next week, uh, same time, same place, David? Yeah. See you then. Bye.